Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. And when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. And the women were shocked. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. And on your way to your seat, can you just look at somebody and simply say, the rise of Wakanda. The rise. Oh, only the real people know. That's when you throw your exes up right, right there. Come on, show our audio video people some love. Amen. The rise of Wakanda. Church, the truth of the matter is everything we preach, teach, and do hinges on the fact that on Sunday morning, he rose. In fact, we must understand this pivotal aspect of what we stand on is our faith and belief Because everything hinges on the fact that one Friday he died, he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And early Sunday morning, the Lord rose Jesus from the grave. We've got to understand that whether we can understand it or not, he never told us to understand. He told us to walk by faith. And you and I must understand, even if it may not make sense to human minds and human calculations, everything we do hinges on the fact that on Sunday morning when they reached the tomb, he was no longer there. And I need you to get that because we've got to be very clear on what the Lord shares with us as it pertains to the word of God. Because the word of God is the template for our life. It's the guide for our life. And many of us are not understanding what Jesus actually represented because Jesus just not was a physical representation of God. But he was a pattern for us that which we should follow to live our lives. In other words, Jesus would always share with his disciples and those that he taught, watch me, follow me, what I do because I'm doing it, you'll be able to do. 
Now, for many of us, that's strange and seems sacrilegious because Jesus would use some interesting choice of words when he would say things like this. Um, that which I do, you will do, but greater works than these you will do. And many folk in here will shake their head at me right now and turn their nose up if I just suggested to you what Jesus already told us, that we could do greater works than Jesus. But can I tell you, since the Bible lets us know he cannot lie, because the scripture says before one jot or till of my word shall fail, heaven and earth will pass away. And since we're still on earth, it have not passed away. That means his word has yet to fail us. So if he said that we can do greater works, that means it is possible for us to do greater works. But you've got to recognize it all hinges on us understanding this resurrection thing. Now, I know for many of us, when you talk about resurrection, it's only two times. First, you hear it at the end of most sermons. You hear about the resurrection. But then, secondly, you hear it on Easter, around Easter time, which you're going to be hearing it in the next few weeks. Um, because that's when we really get to talking about the fact that Jesus was resurrected from the grave. But before the commercial of Easter takes place and we start wondering about an outfit of Easter bunny and some eggs, we need to recognize that ain't got nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus. Do it if you choose. That's cool. But recognize what it really means. What it means is that one Friday he died. They buried him in a borrowed tomb, and then early the third day morning, Sunday morning, he got up. I'm going to say it one more time, because you're not going to get no power from a new outfit, no power from an Easter bunny, no power from an Easter egg hunt. Cool. Have fun with it, but recognize where your power comes from. One Friday, he died. They nailed him to a cross for your sins and mine. One Friday, he died. He was placed in a borrowed tomb, and early Sunday morning, he rose from the grave and that's where we get our power from i think i think you need some power in your life right now so why don't you help me say it one more time one friday he died they buried him in the borrowed tomb and early Sunday morning he rose from the grave I see some mouths that haven't moved Every you, evidently you don't want no power so let me look this way and see if y'all can say it with me again one Friday he died he was buried in the borrowed tomb and early the third day morning he rose from the grave can I see what I'm saying all right now you just feel better when you can let those words come out of your mouth so let's try it collectively one more time because I believe everybody wants to feel just a little bit better one Friday he died he was buried in the borrowed tomb and early Sunday morning he rose from the grave and all of us ought to shout right there but because of that you and I have the right to the tree of life can I tell you why you're living like you living? Because of that story right there. He hung, he bled, he died, and he rose. And you ought to shout because all of that hooks us up so that you and I can be the best versions that God would have us to be. Can I bless you real quick? That's just not a physical aspect but that's also a symbolic aspect because the Lord wants you to know that there's some things in your life that have been laying dormant and dead too long I'll say it one more time you've been living the Friday experience too long because on Friday he died and can I bless you real quick just because it died on Friday don't give up on Friday because your shout is Sunday is on the way 
And somebody needs to understand that right now because there's some things that the Lord is allowing to die in your life, even if you fighting it, kicking and screaming, but he's allowing some things to die in our lives that we can recognize he works well with dead situations. Can I bless you real quick? There's some things that need to die. You've been trying to hold on to it, but it ain't been helping you since you had it. It's been hurting you. And the Lord say, until I kill that off, I can't lift you up. Can I bless you? You ought to praise God for Friday. But don't get stuck on Friday. You start shouting on Friday because you know Sunday is on the way. Can you put somebody and let them know Sunday is on the way? That's why you can go to bed at night because it may be midnight, but Sunday is on the way. That's why you don't need to pop no pills. You don't need to get drunk. You don't have to do none of that other stuff because you know whatever's happening right now that may not be good or feel good or you may not like it, you know that in a few days the sun is going to shine. I'm talking about the S-O-N. Hello, somebody. Because I've discovered from myself that can't no Nobody do me like Jesus. And I think there's just one or two witnesses in the house that can testify up in here, up in here. I tried a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of people, a whole lot of things. But what I've discovered, all of that was just a waste of time. But when I hooked up with Jesus, he started working some things out in my life. Is there anybody who will just wave back at me and say, since I met Jesus. And everything we do hinges on the fact that one Friday he died. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. And on a Sunday morning, he got up. Can I bless you what the Lord wants you to understand? He wants us to understand what resurrection really means. Um, Because when you look up the word resurrection, it says that it means to be raised from the dead. But it also means when you dig into it, it means that which was buried, that which was hidden is now brought back to the light. Um, What I'm trying to get you to understand is when you trace that word resurrection, it simply means that there's some things that God has blessed you with, some gifts, some talents, some treasures that the world has buried. But at the right time, God is going to allow that which had been buried to be resurrected in your life. And I need you to understand that where you are right now is not where you will be later on. You serve a God that works well. Hello, that works well with some stuff that's been laying dormant or either dead. And my shout is that you have not even seen the best of me yet. Did you hear what I just said? My shout is that you have not even seen the best of me yet. Third time the child Tom. My shout is is that I recognize you have not even seen the best of me yet. And I've had some good days in my life, but that pairs in comparison because the words. Says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and that it hasn't even entered into the hearts of man the good things that God has in store for me. Do you know why I refuse to throw in the towel? Because the best is still yet to come. 
And the Lord wants us to know that we as a people need to rise up. We as a people need to begin the process of standing up. We as a people need to begin the process of elevating because we've been laying in a dormant step state too long. We've been letting folk walk over us, walk on us, trample through us for far too long. And what I've discovered is some of us know we can do better, but we are afraid of doing better. Can I bless you real quick? You better let the gifts that God gave you shine that God can get some glory. I know why you don't want your gift to shine because anytime you start shining for God, you become a target of the enemy. But I need you to understand right now, every time the enemy shoot at you, you have a vibranium suit that gives you more power. If you ain't seen the movie, you don't know what I'm talking about. That's why I don't get mad when you hit me. Because every time you hit me, I gain strength. Hello, somebody. Every time you kick me, I gain strength. Every time you knock me down, I gain strength. And I tell by to tell you, sooner or later, the Lord is going to allow me to unleash what you've been blessing me with. Can I bless you, Alicia? That's why I'm learning. I don't have to cuss back, swing back, kick back, or fight back. Because I got a God that's already handled all of that. One more time. I don't have to cuss back, fight back, swing back, shoot back, stab back, or kick back. Because I got a God that has my back. And in due season, everything you've been doing for me is going to come back and hit you. What the God that we serve does is he sets the stage that you and I can use what was used against us to be our springboard to where he's taken us to. Go ahead and check out Mark chapter 16. When you get it, you're going to discover that if you're going to rise from where you are, you got to take a script from these women who show. Did you hear what I just said? From these women that show up in Mark 16. I'll say it one more time because, brothers, we need to do just a little bit better. Um, and these women in Mark 16, they show show us something again that we need to really pay attention to. First of all if you're going to rise women you got to know how to invest in what you say you believe in. I know you missed it right there. I need you to open your book or your Bible or your app and go ahead and read verses 1 and 2 one more time because it says three, four women got together and when they got together they went and purchased something because they was investing and showing everybody that they was associated with that they meant what they was about, that they were serious about the business that God had them to attend to. So they spent their own money and invested in what they said they believed in. Can I bless you real quick? You ought to stop buying Jordans and invest in your life. I know it got quiet right there. You don't need every iPhone that come out because you got a smartphone but your dumb mind. Hello somebody. You got a thousand dollars worth of clothes on but you got two cents in your head. You better recognize and learn how to invest in what really matters and quit listening to these idiot folk on the television. I'm calling it a television that keep sending all these ads to you talking about it's a rollback sale it's a red tag sale can I tell you there ain't no sale all they doing is conning you out of your money and in a few days you're going to be asking somebody to borrow what you already had but when you look at these three ladies they teach you that even in a dead situation you need to learn how to invest in yourself 
You think I'm joking, huh? Let me ask you a question. Why would they spend money if he's dead? I'll say it again because maybe I'm, maybe I'm not the, I know I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but if it's dead, I ain't wasting no money on it. Hello, hello, somebody. It's dead because here's what they discovered. They discovered that he was he was buried on Friday because he died that Friday. He was buried on Friday, and according to all reports, he ain't rose yet because nobody has come back with a report saying that just like he said he would rise. If you tear down this temple in three days, I'll raise it up again. Well, the third day is here, and no report has showed up that just like he said it would happen, it would happen. So what they begin to do is operate on what they knew took place in the past. Hello somebody. Can I help you real quick? Your problem is you trying to see tomorrow and later on and God said you ought to just celebrate me on what I did yesterday for you because I did enough on yesterday for you to trust me on today. I blessed you enough on yesterday for you to trust me on today. I brought you through enough in your past for you to trust me with your future. I've got you out a whole lot of stuff that you can trust me what you're going through right now the reason you can walk through what you're going through right now still maintain your dignity still hold your head up with pride still walk with some morals is because this ain't the first time you've been down and when you was down last time did not come through and lift you up when you was broke last time did not come through and pay your bills when you were sick last time did not walk in that hospital room breathe some healing in your direction and you walk right back out of there if I did it before you gotta trust me that I can do it again is it anybody here can testify I'm a living witness that I serve a God that knows how to come through I really want to shout right there but I'm not going to shout let me give you 13 seconds to shout because you know what he's done for you if the Lord has been good to you why don't you take 13 seconds I wasn't there you know where he brought you from I wasn't there you know what you was going through why don't you take 13 seconds and start telling the Lord thank you for what he's done in your life is that all you got is that all you got see some folk that went in the hospital and the doctor gave up on you but look at you now that all you got I see some folk that had foreclosure notices had eviction notices but you ain't never slept a day outdoors God has been good to you is that all you got I see some folk got a phone call in the middle of the night about your child. You didn't understand what was going on. But when you got there, somehow the Lord worked that thing out. Is that all you got? And these women teach us how to invest in the one that has invested in us. God has been too good to me for me to give up on him now. Here's what they teach us. You can't go by what you see. Amen. Can I bless you? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Go sit down before I get too excited. Uh, um, here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. They say the first thing you got to recognize is you got to know how to invest in the one that has invested in you. Um, I'm going to say that one more time because we're investing in a whole lot of stuff. But many of us have a problem investing in God.
<laughs> I know it was going to get quiet right there because you think I'm talking about your money. No, if you give him your heart, your money will follow. In fact, I hear somebody say, Pastor, every time we talk about giving, um, that, that I get a bad spirit, a bad taste in my mouth. I say, well, that spirit and taste need to die anyway, baby. So let's talk about some giving right now. Because all God ever does is give to you. In fact, the job you got, he gave you. The check you got, he gave you. The $1,000 that you deposited in the bank, he gave it to you and told you, you keep 900 just give me 100 And you too stingy to give him 100 and he gave you 900 How crazy are you? I tell you what, keep on playing with him. He's going to take the 900 and leave you with 100 Then I want to see how you act. Here's how you rise. You got to invest in yourself. Can I bless you real quick? Can I bless you real quick? While the whole country thought Wakanda was a third world country, Wakanda was busy investing in itself. You you hear what I'm saying? You see, we got to get this. We got to get this, uh, Jermaine, because we too busy trying to look rich instead of living like we rich. See, when you invest in yourself, what you learn, everybody don't have to know what you're doing. You just need to be taking care of your business because folk, when they think you got something, they start trying to rob you of what you have. But before you tell them you got the house, why don't you throw the housewarming party? Because when you throw the housewarming party, you're saying I already got it. Did you hear what I just said? Because too many folk tell folk they dreams before they dreams become a reality. And you forget that you got dream killers out there. Hello, somebody. Oh, but I serve a God that lets me know I don't have to tell you nothing. Because what God has for me. It is for me. Read the text. It says these women showed up. Um, these women showed up, and when they showed up, they did not show up empty-handed. I'll say it one more time. These women showed up, and when they showed up to a cemetery, um, they did not show up empty-handed. Can I ask you a question? Did you come to church empty today? I'm keep pushing. That was just something to throw out there. But listen, when these three women showed up, they teach us the value of investing in ourselves. Because if we're going to rise as a people, we've got to have something to stand on. Hello. You can't keep begging other folk to do for you what you have the ability to do for yourself. I knew I wasn't going to get no amens right there. Let me say it one more time and say amen by myself. You cannot keep begging folk to do for you what you have the ability to do for yourself. His next thing they teach us, they teach us um, the value. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. They teach us the value of being grateful. Um, When you read the text, you're going to discover that it says that there's a woman in there by the name of Mary Magdalene. And when you do your homework, you're going to discover that this woman by the name of Mary Magdalene, um, the reason she shows up and invests in what appears to be a dead situation is because she remembers where she came from. Um, when you read the story, you're going to discover that Mary, when she bumped in, this Mary Magdalene, when she bumped, not his mother, but Mary Magdalene, when she bumped into Jesus, she had seven demons within her. <laughs> seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, she had seven demons possessing her. Uh, but when she bumped into Jesus, he had a remedy for each one of them. Yes, 
Now, now, how many demons do you have? How many issues do you have? I, I'm just asking a question because what I need you to understand, Mary teaches us that God has a remedy for each one of them. You hear what I just said? Um, but you got to get this. You, 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 you got to get this, Sister Emma. What you got to understand is when God blesses you, you got to be grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing like an ungrateful individual. At least you can say thank you. Did you hear what I just said? Um, at least you can say thankful. Even if you don't make it, you can fake that. At least you can say thank you. But can I tell you, some of us are so grateful that God has been blessing us beyond measure and you've gotten tired of that old blessing. I know what it is because he blessed you so often and so frequently it's getting old to you. But somebody can testify, I'm not shouting over nothing new. I'm praising the day over old stuff. Because if he never does anything else, I'm going to praise him today because I'm a living testimony. He's already done enough. Anybody in here that just get this, just going to shout right now? I'm not asking him for nothing new. I'm thanking him for what he's already done. I'm not asking him for another breakthrough. I'm blessing him for my last breakthrough. I'm not asking him to open no more doors because the last door he opened was good enough for me. Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. If you show your gratefulness, he'll keep blessing you with evermore. And somebody don't understand the reason you're not getting what you're asking for right now because you didn't and praise him for what he gave you last time but if you recognize that you gotta praise God until you run out of breath and life in your body then you will never have time to be depressed what am I gonna be depressed about I got issues but I still have a God Mary teaches us you've got to be grateful. I'm just going to ask this before I rush on because before I run out of time, y'all. Is it any grateful people in the house? If you want God to lift you up, why don't you lift him up? I went over their head, Almeida. Catch it on 288. I said, if you want God to lift you up, why don't you lift him up? Here's what he said, the book of John, John chapter 12. Here's what he said. He said, real simple, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Well, what you waiting on? You want him to help Pookie and Ray Ray? Lift him up. You want him to help your financial situation? Lift him up. You want him to help your health issue? Lift him up. You want him to help your mind and your heart? Lift him up. You want him to get you through this stuff? Why don't you just lift him up? Because if I be lifted up. You want to rise? Here's how you rise. You got to start lifting him up. And in every situation, you got to lift him up. I will bless the Lord. And his praise. My soul shall make a boast of the Lord. The humble shall then hear thereof. Oh. These women get together. They spend their own money because they haven't forgot. But on their way to the tomb, there's a question that shows up. 
Um, who going to roll the stone away? Can, can, you, can you serve God and be faithful to your assignment when you don't have all the answers? When it looks like it's too much for you, can you still be faithful to what the Lord has for you to do? Who going to roll the stone away? Um, before we get there, can I ask this question one more time? Um, if God has been good to you in the past, um, don't you think he can be good to you in the future? Um, let, let me see if I can get this because they're questioning having this dialogue as they head to the tomb. And they've bought these spices and they're saying, um, I, we got the spices and we're showing up. But who going to roll the stone away? Um, here's what the Lord teaches me. If you do what you're supposed to do. Watch me do what I'm supposed to do. Drake would say that's God's plan. But I'm not talking about Drake. I'm talking about if you do what you're supposed to do. Watch me do what I'm supposed to do. And the story says that as they traveled on to the tomb, they discovered when they got there that it had already been rolled away. I'm, I'm amazed right here, D, because this blesses me. Because when I read the gospel according to Mark, I'll discover that Mark uses this word immediately 17 times. And why that interests me, Demetra, is because when you read the gospel according or the New Testament, should I say, this word immediately is used 55 times. And if 55 times is used in the New Testament, I'm so curious why Mark decides to use it so many times. He uses it 17 of the 55 times. He uses it way more than anybody else because what he teaches us is God can do it right now. Did you hear what I just said? And I believe somebody needs to understand that right there. I, I believe when you read it, you'll discover in Mark chapter 1, here's what you'll discover. Um, Jesus rolls up into Peter's mother-in-law's house. She's sick with a fever. And when she has a fever, everybody thinks she's going to die. But Jesus said, don't worry about it. And the Bible says Jesus touches her. And then Mark says, and immediately the fever went away. Keep on pushing. There's a man who's possessed with a demon. Mark chapter 1. Read your Bible. I bet you it's in there. There's a man who's possessed with a demon. Jesus shows up. He's possessed with a demon. And Jesus speaks to the man. And Mark says, and immediately the demons flee. Go ahead, jump to Mark chapter 2. Here's what you'll discover. They Four brothers last week brought this paralyzed man to Jesus. And the Bible says they couldn't get in because there was a press outside the door. So they went up on the roof to a hole in the roof. Lord, the man in Jesus' face. When he got in Jesus' face, the Bible says that Jesus saw his friend's face and he spoke to the man. Immediately, the man picked up his bed. Did you hear what I just said? And walked away. I'm here to tell you that God works immediately in our lives. Now watch this. When you get to Mark chapter 3, here comes a man that shows up on the Sabbath day. He has a withered hand. I'm trying to get you to understand. And they get mad at him because it's the Sabbath. But even though it's on, it's the Sabbath, Jesus said, when I see a need, I'm going to meet the need. I don't care what your traditions say. I'm not hung up on your culture or your tradition. I'm so glad that God will break some rules just to bless me. He saw the man with the withered hand. He said, stretch forth your hand and because the words of the Lord and begin to attempt to stretch the Bible says when he started stretching his hand immediately regained his strength hello somebody because God works right now anybody know he's all right 
got another one, Marsha. Don't think I done ran out. When you get to Mark chapter 4, here's what you're going to discover. Jesus is in the boat sleep. Um, he notices while he's asleep that he gets interrupted by some fellas who gets nervous because the storm is raging. And they wake Jesus up and say, do you not care that we're about to die? And Jesus looks and says, what's wrong with y'all? You have such little faith. But the Bible says he wakes up, stretches, yarns, goes out to the top of the boat, looks at the water so the water can see him, looks at the wind that the wind can see him, and then spoke to the wind, hello somebody, and said, peace be still. And Mark says, and immediately... Y'all think that's enough, huh? Nope. Go ahead to Mark chapter 5 because he comes right back. He goes into a cemetery. When he gets into the cemetery, there's a man who's possessed with a whole lot of demons. He's so messed up. When Jesus asked him his name, he says, my name is Legion because I got so many in me, I can't keep count. He says, but he falls at the feet of Jesus and the demons start asking Jesus, what are you bothering us for? We ain't bothering you. And the Bible says he spoke to the demons and said, come out of that man. And the demons saw or heard of swine pigs y'all and they jumped in the swine and the swines ran and jumped off of the cliff and drowned themselves in the water and Mark says and when he spoke to the demons immediately they came out of the man Jeremy, that's not enough. Keep on reading Mark chapter 5. There's a woman with an issue of blood. She's had an issue of blood for 12 long years. She spent all her money. The doctors have run her crazy, taken all her money and abandoned her. But somebody said, Jesus is on the way. And she said, if I can just get to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment, he's got power to do what nobody else could do. Can I bless you real quick? She made her way through the press. Hello, somebody and it was able to touch the hem of his garment and when she touched the hem of his garment Jesus stopped and said wait a minute who touched me and they said Lord all these folk around you touching you and you gonna ask me who touched you he said no that wasn't no ordinary touch that was somebody who had an investment in me hello somebody that was somebody that was for who I am that was somebody that when they touched me virtue came out of me and the Bible says he looked at the woman and said now immediately you are made whole can I bless you real quick all I'm trying to get you to understand is God can do it right now and somebody can testify yep I'm a living witness sometimes you gotta wait but there are other times when he can do it immediately I'm not out Ask J.R.'s. He got a daughter at home sick. And they ran to him and said, Need a master alone. She ain't sick no more. She's dead. But Jesus over here, what they say, said, Don't listen to them folk. All I got to do is speak a word. So he goes to the house, and the Bible says when he gets up, folks standing around mourning and crying, weeping and wailing. And he said, What's wrong with y'all? She just sleep. And they laughed at Jesus. Jesus said, Since you laugh, y'all get out. I'm going to pause and say this like I said a few weeks ago. Sometimes you got to put some folk out. Hey, Alicia, that's, what I, that's how I got blessed. I just start putting some folk out. I start blocking some numbers. Hello, somebody. I stopped returning some phone calls. Hello, somebody. There's some parties I stopped going to. Hello, somebody. Some houses I don't visit no more. I had to eliminate some folk because what I discovered when I eliminate negativity, I make room for positivity. Hello, somebody. 
Come on, let's get out of here. But then all of a sudden, he goes in, he looks at his daughter who's laying dead on the bed, and he said, Talitha, Talitha, come out. He says, daughter, get up. And the Bible says, he took her by the hand, and immediately she got up, and he looked at his daddy and said to her daddy, now listen, take her and feed her something to eat. Hello, somebody. Because the Bible lets us know that God can do certain things immediately. But before we conclude verse 6, verse 5 says, the stone was rolled away. There was an angel. And the Bible lets us know that the angel moved the stone. But God raised Jesus. I need you to get this real quick, Kiki. Um, they, they had an issue on the way because there was an unanswered question. Who was going to move the stone? And God had dispatched an angel already to handle the stone because you got to recognize God can handle it before you even think about it. Hello, somebody. God has an answer before you have a question because it didn't catch God off guard. So here's you what you got to recognize. The Bible lets us know, catch this, Kiki, that the angel rolled the stone away. But God raised Jesus. Can I bless you? There's some things that we could do for one another. Praise God for that. But there's some things God want to put his hands on. I'm getting out of here right now, but my shout is that I have a God that put his hands on me. You, you got to recognize there's some people that will try to P-R-E-Y, pray on you, but I got a God that laid his hands on me. Hello, somebody. And my shout is I'm serving him and praising him because I know if his hands are on me, everything is going to be all right. Can, can I bless you high and let you know how Wakanda is going to rise? It's only going to rise because God has his hand on it. And when you know you are in the hands of God, you can rest at night because you know everything is going to be all right. All right, I'm, I'm exiting right now because I'm out of time. I got to stop right here. But can I raise this question? Is it anybody in here that can testify? I still trust the Lord. I, I'm, I'm trying to get out of here right now, but I got to check the room to see if there's anybody in here that still believe God is still in control. I got to get you right now because they thought T'Challa was dead. Hello, somebody. But out of nowhere, T'Challa showed back up and said, hey, Killmonger, the challenge is not over because I haven't tapped out and you can see I'm not dead. Hello, somebody. Can I bless you real quick? That's why folk get nervous when you show up because they thought you was dead a long time ago. But God keep opening that door, letting you walk back through it. They thought they had stopped you a long time ago but God came letting you show back up and when you show up why don't you let God show out on your behalf because you remind them that God knows how to take a dead situation and bring it back to life when they left you you wasn't smiling but now you got a big old Kool-Aid smile when they left you you was depressed but now your heart is running with more joy than ever before when they left you you was a little crazy but now God has touched your mind and you found out he's a mind regulator when they left you, you was broke. But go ahead and show up now. Now God has placed some money in your pocket. Somebody can testify when you in the hands of God. God knows how to bring you from where you are to where he wants you to be. I'm out of here now. But T'Challa said, if you want the victory, you got to take me out. Because I got a God on my side that guarantees I'll get the victory in the end. Are you bold enough to look at your eyes? 
opposition and say, if you want the victory, you got to take me out. Because you ain't going to whoop me. You got to beat my God. Can I tell you why you ought to stand and tell the world I'm blessed? And be serious about this. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Because you can't whoop me unless you whoop my God. Is there anybody here talk, testify up in here? When I'm weak, that's when I'm really strong. Because I got a God on my side. When they counted me out, he wrote my name in. I got a God on my side. Is there anybody in here that can testify? I want to thank God right now for turning my life around. Go ahead and look at me, baby. He's turned my life around. Is there anybody in here that got a praise in their spirit? Because he turned your life around. Is there anybody in here got a shout on your tongue? Because he turned your life around. Is there anybody in here don't mind testifying? Because he turned your life around. Because the Bible says that Mary showed up at the grave. And when she got there, she was the first one to look in. And when she looked in, somebody said, what you looking for? He who was dead is alive forevermore. Come look where you laid him. Can I bless you real quick? I tell all my haters, come on, look where you laid me, because I'm not there no more. Come on, look where you wrote me off, because I'm not there no more. Come on, look where you counted me out, because I'm not there no more. Because I've got a God who has his hands on me. Is it anybody in here that know his hand is on you? Is it anybody in here that know God is on your side? Is it anybody in here that know God is working it out? Is it anybody in here that know God makes a way? Is it anybody in here that know God is still a healer? Is it anybody in here that know God will turn it around? If the Lord has been good to you, why don't you take 13 seconds and just start praising the Lord? Hey. Hey. That sounds like a shundo moment right there. Anybody feel a shundo in their spirit? You know what shundo means. God will turn it around. Why don't you help somebody and then look at him and say, Shundo, whatever you're going through. Why don't you touch somebody and say, Shundo. Whatever you're dealing with, God will turn it around. Is there anybody in here that feel like Shundo is all over me? Turn around is all over me. Deliverance is all over me. I ain't supposed to shout like that. But come on, Wakanda. Let's rise up. We got a church to build. We got territory to build. We got facilities to build. We got children to educate. We got a community to uplift. Shundo, watch him work it out. Shundo, watch him put it together. Is it anybody feel like I feel? My God won't fail me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, why don't you just help me real quick and holler, Shundo! I'm out of time. I'm done. Shout if you want to shout. Shout if you feel like it. Shout if he delivered you. Shout if he turned you around. Shout if he healed your family. Shout if he healed your heart. Shout if he healed your body. Shout if he kept your children. Shout if he held your mind. Shout if he's been good to you. Because sometimes you just got to shout because you know what you know.
See, culture say you only shout when you have a musician. But somebody can testify, wasn't no musician there when the Lord saved me. Wasn't no musician there when he rescued me. Wasn't no organ or no drums. I'll shout if they refuse to play. Because my shout ain't based on what they do. My shout is because of what he's done. Rise up, Wakanda. We have work to do. Lord, we thank you for being God all by yourself. We bless you for this privilege and time. Thank